Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 681 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. I've got a fun show lined up for you today. Joining me as my guest is PJ Bouton. PJ is co-founder and CEO of Showpad. We're going to be talking about sales enablement. Now, before we get to the conversation with PJ, I want to spend just a minute talking about the sales house, the B2B sales learning accelerator. You know, sales is hard work. We've talked about this on the show many, many times. It can seem like a lonely pursuit out there trying to hit your number, but the fact is you don't have to sell alone. That's the good news. If you just come invest a few minutes a day on the sales house, help you just get 1% smarter, 1% better every day, make your career take off. Now, here's what you're going to find this week in the sales house. We've got a sales masterclass with Barbara Weaver-Smith. She wrote the book, Whale Hunting, about how to land large accounts. We're going to be talking about how small business can close big deals with big companies. We've got a new course in our 9-Minute Sales Academy. This is the best first question to ask on an initial sales call. Very interesting. Make sure you check that one out. As always, we have a weekly live coaching mentoring hour for the entire sales house community. And we've also got a live workshop with special guest Julie Hansen. And Julie's going to be presenting how to flip your presentation or your demo and increase your win rates. Let's flip your presentation and increase your win rates. So, And as always... Unlimited access to me through our Sales House Facebook group. So if you get a chance, come check it out. It's at thesaleshouse.com forward slash accelerate. Go to thesaleshouse.com forward slash accelerate. We look forward to seeing you in the house. All right, let's jump into it with my guest today, PJ Bouton. We're going to be talking about sales enablement, which is a hugely popular topic these days. How do you put salespeople in the position to win more deals? So among the topics we're going to discuss today is the importance of personalization in sales enablement. And we're going to talk about why Showpad focuses on the engagement with the content, not just providing it, but how do you facilitate interaction and create a collaborative environment with your buyers. And also we're going to talk about why providing content is enough, why salespeople have to be trained on the content you provide, not just be you know, content providers or content facilitators, but actually understand the content they're providing. Now that may seem obvious, but yeah, really not to all companies. So all that and more with PJ Bouton, here we go. PJ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Andy. Glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. So, uh, sort of standard question I ask all my guests to, to start the show, which is, in your mind, what is the single biggest challenge facing sales reps today? The single biggest challenge for sales reps today is, is their, their buyers. Their buyers are way smarter, way, they have, they're way more educated. They have all the information at their fingertips. So, it's the informed, empowered buyer of today. That's their biggest challenge. And the challenge being that 
they're more informed, more informed than the sellers? Yeah, the challenge or? being how to deal with them, how to be relevant for the empowered buyer. How do you add value in a sales conversation? How do you make sure that actually your buyer still wants to talk to you, still wants to make time mm-hmm. uh, to listen to you? And, um, and, and then actually through adding value in that process, um, a transaction happens. But I think the challenge for salespeople of today is really buyers are more informed, more empowered, and it's really hard to you know, to be at the level of your buyer because it's, it's really, they have so much information. They have, they, they can, you know, find so much out about your product just before talking to you or by connecting to their network or by just watching YouTube videos or uh, reading reviews on G2 crowd or stuff like that. Sure. So it's really hard being in sales is hard uh, for sure. Yeah. It's always been hard. I mean, I, that's somebody who's been in it for a really long time. It's always been hard. Um, so, but in terms of maintaining relevance to buyers, because I agree, I think there's three R's of, of selling. There's readiness, relevance, and resilience. Is yeah, you know, from the relevance standpoint, yeah, we all hear the statistics. You've got some of the statistics on your website. You know, eighty percent of of buyers you know report they find no value in their interactions with salespeople. Why? Why is that? I mean, I don't think. I don't think things have changed that much. I mean, what what's what's sort of gone wrong? What's gone off the rails? Because yeah, you know, with all the technology we have available, it's not just available to the buyers. Everybody sometimes forgets it's also available to the sellers as well. Yes, yes, and I think that's where obviously a lot of organizations run into challenges because in, in terms of how they're organized, in terms of obviously sales today, they're so dependent on on, on marketing as well, making sure that they. You know, there's the right content, there's the right messaging that that's segmented in terms of buyer persona, sales stages. Um, so to yeah. be relevant, it, it, it requires a really, you know, being relevant today because a lot of the, ultimately there's a lot of, a lot of selling today has already shifted online or through, B, you know, e-commerce portals or, you know, sure. B2B. So, so ultimately, what remains or what will remain in the future is the the, the high value ad selling, mm-hmm. where you're negotiating on price, when you know when it's services involved or installation or or things like that. And then to to be a successful salesperson, you're very dependent as well on the you know the combination of the marketing organization, the sales organization, your IT organization, your you know digital strategy of your company that it it actually all comes together. And ultimately that's something that takes time to get right. Um that's a, a transition where a lot of companies today are going through investing in content management, investing in CRM, investing in marketing automation. And a lot of companies have invested in these technologies but then I ask usually CEOs or you know mar- marketing leaders or sales leaders, which investment have you made in terms of empowering your salespeople, making sure they're equipped with the right tools and technology, and and that really you know help them to be more relevant, help them to deliver a better buyer experience. And then it usually is you know some might answer, hey, we've invested in CRM, but most people actually hate CRM systems. It's it's more of an admin tool, and you have to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. more. Sure oversight by management hey we've invested in content management well it's mainly a repository and 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 ultimately once salespeople start downloading it changing slides and we've had customers at showpad where there were stories of salespeople actually selling million dollar products that that didn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. so that happens and uh, and marketing automation is is great but it's mainly 
you know, to the benefit of, of, of the marketer and, and, and the automation and that side. And so the challenge is that it, it's, it's a combination of, of technology, transformation, change management. And I think that that's also why it, it's taking time. And, and, uh, and, it's so, and that's why it's so exciting, I believe. So. <laughs> well, it is taking time. I mean, I, I certainly you could make a case that given all the investment that's made in sales tools and sales technologies over the last five to ten years, so I call the golden age of, of sales, yeah, independent statistics and reporting and say, yeah, it's not really helping. Right? No, because uh, most of those sales tools aren't built with the sales rep in mind. That's well, a challenge. Not a lot of uh, There are, but not, not all of them, well, for sure. Is the issue that, which I think it's partly the issue, but it's also the issue, and I ask CEOs of, of sales tools companies, I've interviewed hundreds for the show. Yeah, they're not really designed with the buyer in mind either. No, it's a combination, <laughs> not designed for the sales, not designed for the buyer, right. and also in, in a silo where, again, ultimately we can't forget that sales are really dependent on marketing as well and, and delivering um, content and buyer, as we call it, buyer or seller experiences um, at Showpad, like or our customers can create seller experience. And it's really thinking through about how do we, you could call it, you know, an advanced way of guided selling, but it's very combined content, ways of presenting, ways of navigating, and then also linking it with data and artificial intelligence. It's kind of like bringing all those things together to really deliver that better buyer experience. And, and, it's something that the marketer is dependent on the salesperson to, to because the salesperson mm-hmm. is an essential part of delivering that buyer experience and then actually providing the right inputs and, and um, uh, doing the storytelling and, and, and doing the em- empathy part and, and being the person who drives that sales process. But then also the salesperson is dependent on the marketer to make sure there's content there's messaging there's where that it can use in different uh, situations where there's the right tooling and technology available to them as well in terms of presenting sharing checking and so it's it's yeah it's complex but it's it's fun and 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 there's still a long way to go for sure so one one question because we're going to talk about this topic of sales enablement we sort of jumped into it already and is that oftentimes seems like when we we talk about sales enablement you know which is i don't know some people define it sort of three legs right content coaching training using technology to deliver it in the moment of the buyer journey but it seems like we lose the customer in there a lot and you know when we talk about enablement we talk about you know the buyer experience i mean you have again on your website the statistic you know CEB reports fifty three percent of of buyers report the buyer experience. Yeah, you know, I would argue it's one hundred percent of buyers <laughs> that the buying experience is a decisive factor in their decision. I mean, I don't think it's half. If it's only half, basically, it means it's not a it's not a factor at all. I mean, it's I think and and I think I think what we overlook is is. While we need to have all of our tools and technologies, it seems like the part we still miss with enablement is is helping our people to the point you talked about before is how do we help our people build better relationships with the people that they're actually selling to? Because without the relationship, none of it else matters because it's not going to go anywhere. No, and I think to me that's a, um, if we look at hiring salespeople at Showpad, for example, mm-hmm. one, one thing I always look for is, is empathy. I think one of the really under, you know, 
underestimated threats of a good salesperson is is being an empathic partner to your buyer. Um, I, I think you need to combine it today with um, in the past. Uh, relation is important, but but the, I think the the challenging part today is that salespeople need to be able to have those relationships at scale um, throughout time zones, languages, ge geographies, different products, um, depending on what they're selling. It, it could be uh, quite complex to maintain those relations. And that's where they need technology to really empower them. And, and the way that we see the how we can help the sales rep of the future, if you want it. For me, it's, it's a combination of, of, of man and technology. I, I don't believe that sales will ever be fully replaced by any, you know, automation yeah, yeah, right. or robots, yeah. because there's a human part to selling that will just, that needs to be there. Right. I agree. And, and, and then, so the way that we look at it at show, but it's the combination of man and machine and where the machine and machine being technology. And, mm -hmm. and I like to make a comparison with the car manufacturing industry a uh, hundred years ago, you needed a ton of people to assemble the big parts of a car. It's if you if you look at if you Google pictures of the Ford Model T production mm -hmm. line, you'll see hundreds of people assembling um, the big parts of uh, big pieces of the car. And today, if, if you you would look at a Tesla uh, right. today in their tent, right? Uh, but uh, uh, if you look at the Tesla, it's all automated. It's robots. The, the big assembly, the, the even the you know easy and you know medium complex things robots can do but then the finishing of the car even elon musk said it himself he underestimated he said like robots can actually do mm -hmm. everything in the car it's a combination of man and technology mm -hmm. people with tools and technology or you know uh, think about uh, glasses that you know in augmented reality help right. them uh, power tools and in marketing and sales it's the same it's if you think about sales and marketing it's the simple marketing and, and sales tasks today are increasingly being automated and, and digitalized. Uh, but then there's the human part where there always is going to be, um, yeah, a need for humans being powered by technology and, and smart, smart tools. But it's, it's figuring out what are the right tools? What is the right technology? What is the right level of automation? How does that buyer experience? And, and, but to know that you have to start from your buyer to mm -hmm. your comment that buyers are a lot of the time people forget tend to forget to, to think or start from the buyers so ultimately to figure out that challenge it's starting from the buyers but then putting it into perspective from your sales and marketing organization and the technology needed to um, make sure you can deliver on that better buyer experience yeah well thinking back to the comments you made about building relationships at scales is actually I, I don't think that part's really changed so it didn't change with LinkedIn or or with with, with the, the well, social networks. Well, it's certainly the, given you access, but I think that but the fact is that you know saying you're building a relationship through LinkedIn is like saying you're building a relationship through email. Um, you know, it's not not substantially different. I mean, in terms of yes, you can connect with somebody, but the next level then is engaging, and very little engagement in general takes place that way, either email or or. Um, or LinkedIn or social. I mean, you, that's why you take that next step oftentimes and you know have a call or a personal meeting or whatever. I think I, I still, I'll go back. I think that's still our big issue. You know, if we look at CSO Insight data, we look at Forrester data that, you know, it's all doom and gloom, right? Nobody's making quota, close rates are dropping, so on and so forth. 
there's you know they're data points right are they right i don't know but if we take them in aggregate there's something happening there that that we're not paying enough attention to i think right given the fact that we've got all this technology coming into the field i mean if we've got you know the SaaS business with what i consider sort of really low close rates and that they accept those as sort of acceptable because hey we're filling the top of the funnel and we can always close yeah that's not sustainable over a period of time right you need to learn how to become more effective in your selling which starts with being able to build effective relationships and i think if you look at you know again the data point of you know high number of no decisions coming out of pipelines well that's due i believe absolutely convinced over all my years of experience is that that's due to just fundamental failure right in the beginning of the relationship building and there's yeah. we can't automate that part so i that's the part is like that's the thing i think that's missing with enablement these days is you know how do we how do we add this aspect into it because we've got content you guys are you know kicking butt on the content side you know you've, you've bought learn course you're integrating in the, the training and the coaching but where do we get the where do we get the human side yeah, that's that, that's a that's a good good question. Obviously, Showbot has a ton of engagement tools, for example, that mm-hmm. we in terms of how you can personalize personalize presentations, how you can share the content, how you can find out how your buyers interact with that content, mm-hmm. and we, so we do provide a ton of tools and technology already there in terms of to facilitate that relation right. build and to so I, so I think ultimately for me, if you look at and then I talk from a showpad perspective, and then we can sure. make the bridge more general. But from a showpad perspective, it's about today we're we're basically the, you know the only platform that combines content readiness and engagement. And the engagement part is definitely about empowering and facilitating interaction and and making the human connection and 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 really collaborating, creating a collaborative environment with your buyer. Mm-hmm. In terms of how it happens in 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 in. In day to day, obviously, I think there you're highly dependent on the on the use case of of your organization, the product that you're selling, and and in terms of how the I call it the use case, but it's a showpad use case, right? So we we look at our customers: do they have a direct sales force or not? Is it do they have a big indirect channel? Do they do a lot of field sales or is it a lot of inside selling with webex and screen sharing? And to the point of scaling, uh, relationship building, there's there's you know. People at Showpad who make uh, you know one and a half two million quota with basically spending a lot of time doing WebExes and online demos and that's how they but they, they're masters in creating you know networks and leveraging networks and you know they use Messenger and WhatsApp and you know they, they get on a Hangout and yep. a Zoom and, and so it's it's the but but they're doing point, but they're doing that one on one though with people but they're doing that one on one and they're right. they're investing time in the relationship they're right. investing time in getting point, to know yeah. the prospect. They invest. You know, I think that 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 is the mo- that's ultimately a kind of a yeah. Well, that's, that's why I think so. One of the so on the myths about what we think about modern selling is is you'll hear people that have you know the SDR platforms you know say hey you can personalize at scale and I think that's an oxymoron right? It's, I don't think there is such a thing as personalizing at scale. You have to personalize by being personal. Yep. To, to your point, I, I think a lot of companies, if, if I, I have a lot of SaaS CEOs and, 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 and executives among my friends and mm-hmm. people that I know, and, and if we talk about scaling or sales and marketing organizations, you hear a lot of people who are dialing back the highly automated, like, you know, high, you know, super high volume, like blasting out thousands of emails mm-hmm. with no, 
ultimately, even today, if I, if I look at myself, like those emails, I never open them anymore, right? They, right. they, they filter out. I, I just don't pay attention. So that personalization can only happen with actually a human really making the connection, investing the time, maybe crafting a, a special email or, or and, and before that email, really thinking through how can I leverage my network to connect with this person? How can I combine certain information I find online or recent events with then, you know, something that I can offer them or trigger them to really pay attention to what I'm writing or when I'm calling to, to, to grab their attention. And that's really hard for machines, but technology can definitely help there to facilitate that and to stay there. But, um, but to, yeah, I fully I mean, agree. I, I, would, I would have, would have killed for LinkedIn when I was, was back in the day when I was selling, uh, carrying my, carrying my bag and so on. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's incredibly valuable because for building that relationship, as you talked about, finding the you know common points that you can talk about, you can initiate some sort of engagement, even a small talk level with somebody. Yeah, technology is invaluable. And if they're not using it, which unfortunately they don't when they do that you know, sort of quote-unquote mass personalization, yeah, you're really missing an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think ultimately selling sales is also – it's it can be very – I think today as well people underestimate sometimes – Again, depends on the product and what you're selling, but sure. um, um, at Shopat here, sales is also it's a team sport. Actually, it's yes. it's they obviously they you're carrying a bat, you're carrying a quota, but it's very much a team sport where you also have to be build the connections in, into your own organization. Mm-hmm. Know the engineers, know you know, spend time with sales engineers, with customer success. Like the most successful people I found in our organization are people who are also very good networkers inside the their own com- right. their, their own company and, and know know people. And this week, uh, yesterday, I was in in Basel visiting a, a potential customer, and mm-hmm. the salesperson was he did his homework and he really saw, Hey PJ, I know that you, I've seen that you're connected to the chief digital officer of this company. I actually have a visit there with a person reporting to that chief digital officer. Maybe is there a way, you know, and the person was lucky. I had a, you know, a free morning in my agenda. Right. I jumped in the plane, you know, was there for the first meeting and, and, you know, things, you know, that's a smart sales rep. He, yep. he leveraged his own CEO, um, to, to, to move a deal forward. And, and I think that's how, it, that's how it's ultimately done. Um, and again, but just to my point, is, and the point you're making too, is it's, yeah, it was personal though. Yeah, this is, and this is, this is... That's very personal. That's true. Yeah. I can't jump on a... I could jump on a plane every morning, but <laughs> Chopin has 1,300 customers now. So, you know, we want to add a lot more to that. So it would be... A, as, my, as you should, oh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you have to use the CEO wisely. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Soon you'll just be calling on those that are the million dollar plus deals. Which those, is, those are the deals that we like. Those are the deals you like, right? So, um, yeah, we sort of sort of got around this. I mean, another point we had talked about before that I wanted to get back to is you talked about the relevance and maintaining relevance. Is one thing I see is that you know having these tools are great, but what I see is sometimes is that some reps, I'm not going to say all, but some reps see that now, okay, well, I've got this this tool, I've got this content, therefore, I don't really have to learn it, right? Because it's available. And I think this is, again, is another misapprehension that, that a lot of salespeople have is, is, yeah, the technology facilitates your ability to present or deliver certain content, 
But the difference between you and somebody that's really kicking butt is they've mastered that content. And you've just said, yeah, it's available and I can provide it to you at the right time. And there's a huge difference in that. There, there is a huge difference. And you, you just delivered more or less the, the pitch I did to my board when, when I sold them oh. on buying, uh, buying LearnCore. Right. Because Showpad, we, we start off from the content side, right? Very, it, it's very content focused. The first thing we want to do with our customers is solve the content struggle, which is real, which is costing a lot of time, which is you know, really a, a tough thing for many organizations. Mm-hmm. And we and we already had great engagement tools to present, you know, share, measure, you know, analytics, all that you want. But if you can have the best content, you can have the best engagement tools. But if your salespeople are not trained and coached in the right way, you know, all your investments are basically, you know, undone and you know, not paying off. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're you'll never get the top line growth that you want. And ultimately, and and Showpad are. To your point of like, it's not because the content is available or that people can maybe even follow a training or even have like a training video or content available that they'll they'll be successful. You you have to measure it. You have to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, really learn and and see how people are mastering certain messaging products. And and that's where the LearnCore technology is, is really awesome because they have this pitch IQ functionality where basically you can design a training module, people follow trainings, they, you know, they, mm-hmm. they go to, uh, uh, they watch a video, they go through some slides, uh, maybe a PDF, and then there's a, a test. Mm-hmm. And then as the test or part of the test could be, hey, um, maybe it's the sales manager asking, look, I'd, I'd like you to pitch me this product in two minutes. Please focus on this and this and this. And then you hit a button, three, two, one, and you can just record yourself. Keep recording yourself until you feel like, hey, this is something I want to send to my manager. Mm-hmm. That ma- that person can really give feedback super easily with sliders and and it's we've seen it we had Showpad customers being LearnCore customers and and to me that ultimately need, needs to be integrated and Showpad already pitched two year you know three or four years ago even hey we have training functionality in our product mm-hmm. but it's basically just making the content available right. It's not because the content is available that people will be trained and coached, or it's not because they do a one year, you know, or once every six months they follow a certain training that they'll be, you know, it's training today. Products evolve so fast, the market evolves so fast, companies move so fast that training and coaching needs to be ongoing, needs to be integrated with, together with your content, together with the tools and technology that you're using. Um, to to engage with your buyers, to uh, prepare meetings, to um, uh, make sure on the administrative side your CRM is up to date, and so that learn core piece, that training and coaching, mm-hmm. was a really important missing piece of the puzzle for us. And and there's other vendors that solve it through integrating, and, and we also mm-hmm. integrate with them. But for, for me to to be really successful, to really talk about true sales enablement, it needs to be a fully integrated story. I, I believe that's where you're going to deliver a ton of value. We still have work there as well to do from our side to really right. fully. In, obviously, we acquired a company a couple of weeks ago. It, it's been three or four, uh, four weeks now, something like that. Um, but uh, it is truly our vision to, to work to, towards that uh, fully integrated, where it, it becomes a blend of content, training, coaching, feedback, analytics, um, where it's, again, the, the vision of empowering salespeople, uh, augmenting them with technology um, and enablement. So, Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems when I look at enablement, it seems like the missing leg of the stool, if you will, is I call it education. So, you know, we train people to process these. We train people about 
you know, products that we can train people to be relevant. But how do we make people just smarter about sales, right? And I think that right now we put the onus on sellers to go learn that on their own, right? Go read a, go read a sales book. Um, and it's that whole layer of sort of, yeah, I'll call it the art of selling, but it's not it's not really not the art because there's science involved as well and in understanding, you know, the behaviors and the habits you should have and so on. And to me, it seems like that's really an opportunity for sales enablement to really to close the loop is to say, okay, we've got training now. Now we need education. Because to me, training's about compliance, right? I, I like to use the, the term, you know, you train pets, you educate people. So yeah, we train people to be compliant like pets, but what are we doing to educate people? And I think that's still still a gap that needs to be filled. I like how you see, uh, how you call it education. That's probably, we're calling it readiness. And I think education is part, needs to be part of that readiness. Yeah, but I, I consider that education part of what I call sales readiness. Might be a little different than yours, but yeah. Yeah. And, and, but also in that field, I think there's, because a solution like LearnCore, um, it's rarely bought by HR and also a lot of, so the, to the mm-hmm. compliance part where you say like the training, that's like usually compliance and that's even usually HR or risk. Well, no, by compliance, I meant compliance with your sales yeah, process, yeah, compliance yeah, with it. And because again, I think one of the issues you see, and I, you know, you're familiar with a lot of people in SaaS as am I, is that, you know, one of the things I think that, that I see a lot of times is that, you know, reps, given that there's such an emphasis on their metrics these days and how they're measured is they tend to sell to the metrics rather than developing themselves to be the best version of themselves possible, which may not... So the compliance really is, yeah, comply with my sales process because my manager's on my back to make sure we get X coverage on our pipeline, yada, 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 rather than saying, how do I develop to be the best version of me possible? Yeah, and that's something, even at even at Chopa, that's a daily conversation between on the, on the... Like, how do you... How how much do you focus on activity mm-hmm. and and measuring that and how and obviously to some I mean I've I've been running Chopin now almost eight years and to the point that yes definitely the you know good sales reps have good activity but good sales reps also do some very smart things mm-hmm. next to that, which is is again leveraging their networks le- really yeah building being that trusted partner consultant to their buyer or customer really developing investing in that relation um yeah using data relevant data in the sales process to their customer um, there, there's a ton of things that and it's it's really hard to measure sometimes uh, or, mm-hmm. or hard to measure than just the activity and 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 it's um yeah it's a tough balance sometimes because um some because then you might find a person who has a ton of activity but doesn't get to the results. So yeah. where, where where does it go wrong? And, and, that, well, and that's, yeah. Well, arguably, I think that we could look at SaaS and say that's probably the majority of the reps are that yeah. way. Um, and yeah, that's not sustainable, right? So how do we how do we change that? And then there's the whole, yeah, and there's the whole outbound kind of, you know, obviously, but definitely in SaaS, I feel, I mean, there, there's obviously been the last years a huge focus on, outbound and developing that mm-hmm. that part of the organization and, and and the skills and metrics and tool and there's a, a you know a whole bunch of really exciting uh, technology and tools there but yeah i i do feel that there's a there's only a few of them who really um yeah deliver value and you have to you can spend a ton of money on building a big out outbound you know machine uh, but then notice that the machine isn't delivering you know 
what you want or yeah. Yeah. Value. no absolutely absolutely and i th- and i think this you know that i love the positioning you guys take in terms of the buyer experience and 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 i find sometimes that the you know, one of the things that's that's really sort of interesting is when you teach reps what value really is in the context of selling that you can sort of open their eyes somewhat <laughs> because i think it's really amorphous and undefined for most reps you know they think you know delivering a white paper or something is, is value and it may not may not be in the case of the particular and i yeah, if we could again, this gets back to sort of the human element and sort of the lack of coaching in terms of do people really understand the purpose of every call they're making? Right? It gets down to that level as, you know, okay, what I'd say, you know, what's your value plan for this call? But really what the value plan is is what what does the customer expect to learn from you today that they didn't know before? And and to have to be able to deliver that learning, I think the most important skill there is is being able to listen and being able to Absolutely. Ask. Because you need to know the answer to that question before you get there, right? You have to be prepared with it. And yeah, I think this uh, is the meeting we had there uh, this uh, yesterday in, in in Basel was like it was it was a great meeting because mm-hmm. we were there. We had scheduled actually only an hour. We were ultimately there for two, and the first hour, the the person who's running the sales effectiveness uh, initiative there, we were able to let her talk for uh, one hour. Just by asking, and, and and you know, it's Perfect. a ton of information, and and it was a quite a you know one of the younger sales reps here at Chopin. And I told him after the meeting, like you did really really great because mm-hmm. I asked a couple of tr- questions that really triggered her, that really gave us like we had you know, six seven pages in my Moleskine written uh, full of information, and that's the basis of that that that's a great basis to then start developing that relation, understanding what Absolutely. value for your prospect and customer and then, and then really delivering on that. And that's, that's awesome. Those are great meetings. And then, uh, well, yeah. and that young salesperson gets it, right? Which is yeah. good. That's so good. Point, like, how do they understand what value is? And it's yeah. being in some, seeing some of those and then seeing some of those initial meetings evolve into a, a million dollar deal or a multi-million dollar deal. And that, that's when, uh, it fully, uh, people fully get it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Unfortunately, we're out of time, PJ, but uh, thank you very much. Great conversation. And uh, tell folks how they can connect with you or find out more about Showpad. I'm on uh, so I'm on Twitter with my Twitter handle, Peter John, uh, but that's maybe too hard. So maybe just go to Showpad. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find out more about uh, our, our product. Well, or, Peter or, John is spelled in the title of this episode. You can look that up. It's not that uh, hard. All right. That's awesome. So people can, and, you know, yeah, or pj at showpad.com if you if you want to get in touch. Excellent. Please. All right. Well, thank you very much. Great conversation. I look forward to doing it again. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, friends, that was Accelerate for the week. First of all, I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to thank my guest, PJ Bouton. Join me again next week as I welcome Eric Barker to the show. Eric is author of the best-selling book, Barking Up the Wrong Tree, The Surprising Science Behind Why Everything You Know About Success Is mostly wrong. It's one of my favorite books of the year. Lots of great advice for sellers in this book, and we're going to be talking all about it next week here on Accelerate. So before you go, don't forget to check out The Sales House, the only all-in-one sales learning accelerator for B2B sales professionals. See it at saleshouse.com forward slash accelerator. All right. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.
Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales, we're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.